How are you guys doing? This episode is sponsored by American Giant. I feel really good about my prediction I made the other day on the fact that the Russians would be forced to retreat by the end of the weekend, and I'm going to stand by it. From what I can tell from the movement on the ground, it isn't looking too good for the Russians that decided to stick around and hold the city of Lyman, but we're going to talk about it here in a minute or so. Now, if you are an American that is somehow still, I don't know, hanging out inside of Russia, like doing God knows what, and you've just so happened to watch these episodes to hear if it's if it's a good time to leave or not, well, Russia is now going to, um, well, I'm, it's probably a good time for you to leave. I'm just going to throw it out there. But if you are an American living in Russia, I, I don't have much faith in your common sense in the first place, but the U.S. Embassy is actually now saying the one in Moscow is, is urging Americans to leave Russia immediately as Putin has escalated the war inside of Ukraine. I know this is goofy. I'm trying not to laugh. But they claim that Russia is going to be refusing to acknowledge any U.S. citizenship for dual nationals, that is, or even enlist them, uh, or they're going to enlist them for, for military service. They will. So imagine this. You are a dual citizen American living in Russia. You get called up to fight inside of Ukraine against American weapons. Oof, that would suck. But I guess if you stuck around this entire time, you probably don't really care that much, I guess. I, I don't know. All right. But don't you worry. The Russians are calling up their youngest and their most intelligent up to fight inside of the war inside of Ukraine. Now, the best part about this is the laws inside of Russia regards to the age of men being called up is the fact that they're very carefully worded. And of course, those under 35 were merely uh, prioritized. Uh, but the older Russians are being swept up just the same fact or same, same time frame, I guess you say. Uh, we keep seeing these grandpas being called up to go against the HIMARS, which is not going to pan out very well for the powerful Russian military. And we also know that we've heard the same rhetoric over and over and over again about nukes being used inside of Ukraine. And I feel like a broken record when I say this. And this is like the only time I think I can actually see them like a fact. Like I think, I, I think I see them using them like the backs against the wall. Both sides now are playing the play, playing the old uh, uh, nuke game. I think we're back in the eighties once again, except this time it's a little bit more. I, I, I don't think it's as far fetched. I have pointed this out a few times and I don't know how many times over the past six months or so. But it really seems to me that as crazy as it may sound, I'm not going to make this prediction because I don't want it to happen in any way, shape, or form. I am merely just going to lay something out there and let you chew on it. I told you guys in previous episodes that the Russians would be forced to retreat from Lyman by the end of the weekend. And I said that was his most likely course of action with the pace of the Ukrainian military at the time. And yes, I still think that's going to happen. Uh, just give me a minute to explain. I, I we're, we're getting... I don't know. We're getting to a point. The Russians are getting their teeth kicked in in this area so bad. And they have been for the past few weeks. They've been losing ground daily. The Kremlin has announced today that the, any attack towards Dudex, Luhansk, Zapsarizia, Kyrgyzstan will be considered a direct attack against Russia or actually on Russia. Uh, they've not declared formally uh, a war in Ukraine as of yet. That will allow them to actually fully mobilize their troops and force the civilians then to actually help within the war effort. Okay. That would happen. What I do know for sure, is the referendums that actually took place inside of Ukraine will not be honored and are basically just fact. They're, it, they're just independent little states that Russia is claiming to have. We all know no one's going to no one's going to have it. 
Uh, but them openly stating that they will now legally be a part of Russia, even though no one will adhere to this and no one's going to make this real. It's, it's, it, it, it's possibly giving them the ability to actually use the tactical nukes they've been speaking about. Okay. These are the areas that are now uh, being contested uh, always. I'm just trying to put the pieces of this puzzle together real time with you guys because I don't really have all the answers clearly. I'm just a normal guy and I'm, I, I'm just trying to have a little bit of common sense here. I like to think I'm actually starting to use it. Just last night, Ukrainian intelligence actually had said the probability of Russians striking Ukraine with a tactical nuke is now very high. I don't really know what made them shift this. Uh, they, they apparently have this intelligence that they're going to be targeting uh, places along the front lines, which is honestly very vague. When you say that, I mean, you're going to attack all the front lines because the front lines is literally hundreds of miles long. So that doesn't really make too much sense. Uh, they're making this public because they are, are, are asking for more anti-aircraft systems and also anti-rocket systems. So that's a reason to ask for it. If Russia was going to use one of these, by the way, I think that actually think they'd probably use them in an area that's going to cause a bit more damage to the Ukrainian government as a whole, not just some foot soldier on the front line because those are literally replaceable. That's all a guy is on the front line. He's a replaceable number. I know that's terrible to say it like that, but it is what it is. Now, they say that these weapons would be 100 times more powerful than any missile that's currently been used inside of Ukraine, which is true. Okay, any that's been used against Ukraine, I guess, by Russia. But if they did for some reason decide to actually do this, it would be the first country in history to use one of these type of weapons uh, when they're losing like a war of aggression, that is, that they started for no reason. But the end result for them seems a bit worse than it actually would be worse. I think like they would instantly establish a no fly zone over Ukraine and Eastern Russia for sure. Okay. Every single Russian port would be either blocked or effectively cut off and the remaining calmly to have inside or outside of Russia. They wouldn't be able to get supplies in and out. The West would literally strike every single Russian warship and merchant vessel worldwide. The rest of the financial assets they do have inside of Europe and North America would literally be forfeited. They would have their entire electrical grids, telecommunications, and financial transactions hit with cyber warfare completely crippling their market as a whole. Every piece of Russian equipment in space would then be a target, literally, and would disable their ability to see imagery on the ground instead of Ukraine like real time, which is fairly important. We live in a 21st We live in a modern time when this is needed. They would also have to do with the fact that NATO would be getting directly involved on the ground in Ukraine, which they couldn't do a thing about. Russian cities would also be a target as well from the strikes of the West. The United States would, would, would deploy EMPs to disable and destroy all Russian communication, which would literally black out the entire western side of their country, as far back as the EMPs are effective, that is. I mean, the list that I sold you guys right there is enough to actually deter someone from wanting to do something stupid. And then if they do do it, then God help them because they're just going to need it, to be honest with you. So American Giants, I'm telling you guys right now, if you guys are looking for some really awesome stuff, go check them out. There'll be a link to the top of the description, by the way. But you guys see this pretty this pretty jacket I have on, this full zip? Yes, this thing is literally the colors of the Ukrainian military for the, for the most part. I'm telling you guys right now, I, I thought it would be very fitting to have them send me one of these to show you guys. I thought they're pretty good. I like them a lot. They're made in America. Uh, they're, they're a manufacturer who actually reinvests locally. Like, what makes American made better? Well, a lot of reasons. Uh, not all of them are actually going to be in a balance here or anything like that. But the impact these companies have on supporting local communities instead of the other way around, that's, that's crazy. Like, this thing has been around for 10 years. This is the classic full-zip hoodie from American Giant. And it still shows it's made in America. So if you guys want to support a made-in-American company, go check out American Giant. They'll be linked at the very top of the description. Uh, this is the fabric of the community. 
it's extremely comfortable. It's durability. Yes, durability, functionality is great. Telling you guys right now, this thing will not fade, it will not break, it will not bust. Use it. Like, you guys need it. You go ahead and give them a shot. They create American-made basics designed to endure. Okay, they reinvest profits locally right back into the people and supply chains that actually power the company. American Maine means it's going to last longer, less waste, stronger communities, lasting quality. Unlike how the most clothes are made today, quickly, cheaply, profitable. Like, that's all they care about. The classic Vol Zip from American Giant is made to wear, not wear out. It comes with hard-wearing pre-shrunk cotton, reinforced elbows, structured side panels, and custom hardware. Yes, this thing is nice. You need to check them out. It's quality you can feel immediately. You'll wonder why all clothes aren't made this way. See more of the story and shop the classic full zip at American-Giant.com and get 20% off when you guys actually use code ROB at checkout. Yes, R-O-B at checkout. That's American-Giant.com. Promo code Rob, R-O-B. Go check them out. Save 20%. They'll be linked at the very top of the description. Support American-made companies, especially ones that are rocking this kind of colors. Hey, I like it. I, I It feels great. I'm actually really warm sitting in this room. So winter's coming up. Get yourself a new full zip-up hoodie. You need one. I'm telling you guys right now. So the tone that seems to be changing just a tad bit inside of Russia, by the way, especially Russian state TV, and they're really starting to sound just a little bit depressed on their military's weakness, and it's showing. Тревожны, но реально тревожны. После Харькова мы так пока и не провели ни одной операции, которая бы вот эту горечь убрала территории, вернула и добавила. Над нами уже начинает издеваться там весь Запад. Поэтому у меня большая просьба к нашей армии. Ну, давайте уже. Начните, пожалуйста, воевать по уставу, как вы умеете, как вас учили. Давайте переходить к перечислению освобожденных населенных пунктов. Для этой цели что надо? Призвали в рамках частичной мобилизации 300 тысяч человек? Хорошо. So if he thought he was having a bad day, just wait till he finds out that their military is currently going to be forced to retreat back from Lyman. All right? Going to have to retreat from Lyman. Now, as much as I would like to sit here and listen to this guy speak for the next five minutes or so, I really just don't feel like it. He just sounds super depressed, and it's, it's actually calling for his military to actually go out and do something within Ukraine. He just keeps saying it over and over and over again. And then to get back to more like land within Ukraine. I don't know. He just keeps saying it. He, he's worried about Western propaganda. He wants it to stop. I'm fairly excited to see his reaction by Monday because this ongoing offensive is not going to do well. It's not going to do very good for the, the Russians because they're crushing the Russian military currently. The Belarusian military has apparently also reportedly been placed on high alert, and there's been some reporting that they're planning on mobilizing around 120,000 reservists in military-aged men throughout the country. Now, if they use the same formula for the military-aged men, that is, as, as they did in Russia, that means they're literally going to have to mobilize their entire country. I don't, I don't know if this is entirely true, but I know that the men around Belarus have been receiving summons like the one you guys are seeing on the screen, which is to report to a specific military command under or around the country. Like, who knows if this is true, but it could be, and I thought you should know. But I do have an intercepted phone call that I would like to share with you guys that will give you an understanding of what it's like right now in Russia in regards to the mobilization. Как бы это дальше не кончилось ядерная война, и нам уже... 
и Америка ничего, даже если выборы пройдут и все согласятся, мы не признаем. Никто не признает. Короче, самая большая мобилизация – это Курск, Белгород будет и Воронежская область. Приграничные территории. С Москвы 50 человек уехало. А сегодня с Росоши, с маленькой, 300 только. 300 человек забрали, блин, одним днем. Ольховатка, вот эти вот все, Криничная, короче, с деревень забирают, с деревень забирают. Потому что Москва сейчас поднимет, сразу забастовку выйдут на Красную площадь. А мы молчим, потому что маленький провинциальный городок. Валить надо, приграничный. Нельзя. Приказ губернатора Воронежской области подписан. Все невыездные. Mm. Никому нельзя выезжать. Ни с области, с города. С... Где приписано, оттуда выезжать нельзя. С Росаши в деревню нельзя, с деревни в Росаш нельзя. Везде пограничники стоят. А за бегство ну, от мобилизации, от mm. уклонения? Три года. А, Нет, три пока. От трех до пятнадцати, да. Ну, три, это, наверное, если тебя в ближайшее время поймают, а если через десять лет прятаться будешь десять лет, ну, тогда, наверное, уже строгач будет. Пока три года. Уклонение от мобилизации. Поэтому все сидят, он по домам позакрывались, сидят, все плачут и ждут. Понятно. Страшно, что-то вообще ужасное происходит. И главное, что только приграничные территории. Питер вообще не трогают, Москву вообще не трогают. А мы тут как эти, блин. Никому не нужны. Можно и пожертвовать. Тут же оказывается то, что там в военнике написано, что там кто повар, кто пекарь, кто это. Это же еще ни о чем не говорит. Там есть код военный ВУС. Военная специальность. Так вот мы папин код расшифровали. Он оказывается старше зенитной установки. А вот я его в глаза не видел. Но кого же интересно, военкоматер сейчас же отбор идет по этим вот кодам. Это нормальная, кстати, тема. Отлично, конечно, в 46 лет еще он там, блин, со своей коленкой с больной ходит, хромает, на войне там бегать будет. Now, you know, this is probably the first time I ever have felt somewhat bad for the people inside of Russia. Like, there is a thing that is, that I am showing you guys this for a reason, because it fits in with other stuff I have seen, but I cannot show it here, because YouTube is kind of weird with, with certain things, and they're going to do me it like too graphic or... This, uh, and this is very strange. So what I told you guys about in the previous episode is now happening. And I'm, I'm going to stick by my word that the, the area around Lyman is going to be liberated by the end of the weekend at the current rate. The Russian forces in Lyman are completely isolated or being targeted from all sides. Okay. All sides. So as you guys can see in my handy dandy little map here, now we're looking around Izium, Lyman. I guess I always say Izium area because here's Izium right here. That was one of the main focuses, but all now all the focus on Lyman. The Ukrainians now have control of all the routes leading out of alignment. And what I mean by this is the route that is currently being targeted by the Ukrainian artillery relentlessly is the one that's preventing the Russians from being able to actually successfully retreat back towards Zarichny. So this route right here is the one I'm talking about. So that one right now is being hit by artillery. They're also able to reach the route that leads from Zarichny heading east towards Kremina. 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 Anyway which means that the element that was actually attempting to push north out of Bilarica has had some success and now controls the area just south of these towns. So that the men that were sitting here has now pushed out here, go northwest, and now they have complete control of this route that's leading out, and they're hitting it with artillery as well. So just to recap, this is this area right now, for everybody that's watching, every single route that is leading out of the Lyman, okay, is in, within, is, is in range for Ukrainian artillery. This also goes back to something I'd said in previous episodes in regards to men and their egos and getting them killed. These Russians inside of this area that that are now getting cut off completely, that are being surrounded, 
and their ego is it's it, it, it's either really high I don't know or they're really hard headed I don't know this is this is this is going to end up getting a lot of men killed who didn't need to die this is true like just to recap once again it's I know this seemed a bit short but it is factual that the Russian military is currently about to lose roughly three thousand men that are currently inside alignment itself. And yes, this was 100% avoidable. All you had to do was not enter Ukraine back in February and no one would have to be killed today. 100%. And I mean, I'm telling you guys, this, this main route, this P-06 route that you guys see that's coming out of Crimea, I still believe this route that leads north is going to be the next major battleground, honestly. And I, it should have been in the area the Russians started to actually set up fortified defensive positions on and preparing for the next push by Ukrainian military. But they haven't. They've been trying to hold off Lyman. But, you know, I'm going to clean this up real quick. They've been trying to hold off Lyman as the Ukrainian military has been gaining all this ground over the last week. I would have retreated all my men back and tried to figure something out because the, the way Lyman lays out, it's not one that you want to hold. I, I, I think I brought this up months ago. The Ukrainian military was smart from getting out of there because the, the ground south of it was all the high ground. The lineman is really difficult to hold. It's going to be the same with some of these other areas as well, but at least they're not going to have to deal with, I don't know, these Russians are getting absolutely destroyed. And if, they get, if they're able to cut off Zarichny, this is done and over with. If they're able to actually get the men up through here and cut off this route completely, done and over with again. It, it's, it's not looking good. I'm telling you guys, I'm going to put this out there by Monday. By the time Monday rolls around, I believe the, the Russians will be completely cut off and or out of Lyman completely. Now, nothing has really happened on the eastern side of the country, by the way. Just normal attacks in Solorar and southern Bakhmut, but no real trains to talk about. Now, down around Kyrgyzstan, the Ukrainian special forces have been doing some work in the city itself by directing precision strikes on multiple different Russian facilities. And that's pretty much it. The main key focuses right now are the fact that Putin's nuclear talks, he's actually saying it, Lyman is being lost, which makes him look terrible. And you can see the actual distraught that's coming on the face of the men on Russian state TV. Uh, oh, and the last thing I want to talk about before we get off here is the fact that Biden, this is actually just happened, he came on and took some shots at Putin. At the end of his remarks, Biden actually shifted gears and addressed Russians' referendums uh, to the annex inside of Ukrainian territories. So we know this isn't true. Um, I, but he dismissed the referendums and as a sham, which we all knew it was, he mocked the Russians' president actions as a sign that he is struggling, which I've been saying this for a long time, so I'm glad someone else is actually saying this. Uh, he, I, I didn't mention this earlier, but uh, Putin was actually saying in his speech today that he mentioned that all new regions will now forever, yes, forever be a part of Russia and vow to use all available means to protect them if those regions are attacked. So there is something to chew on for you guys leading through the weekend. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I will see you guys on another one here very soon. I do love you guys. I am out.